Should the Detroit Pistons get involved in a possible trade for Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell in the offseason when it becomes a likely rebuild for the Utah Jazz this upcoming offseason? We'll talk about that in today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel, at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. We're on our road with 3,000 subscribers, continuing to show Lockdown that we are the best and fastest growing fan base at the Lockdown Network. So again, if you want to find the best way to support the channel or the podcast, hit the subscribe button over at the YouTube channel. Or I realize now that Spotify now has a review system when you listen to the podcast over there. So make sure you leave a five-star review over there as well. I'd really appreciate it. Um, so right off the bat, I just want to get this out the way before we start talking about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I just have two things I want to get out the way. One, concerning all trades that involve a big swing like this for a big contract, big-time player, I just want to make sure we're all under the understanding that I'm I'm making it clear to you guys, I'm not in favor of the Pistons doing that this offseason, no matter who it is. I'm not in favor of the Pistons doing it this offseason for a variety of reasons that we'll talk about moving forward. But I just want to make that very clear as we continue to move forward. We're going to talk about a lot of trade rumors this offseason. I just want to make this very clear. I'm not in support of the Pistons taking a massive swing this offseason in the trade market. That's one. And two... Just want to let you guys know, moving forward, every now and then we're going to have the third segment be like me talking about some of the NBA playoffs that's going on. I know it's a Pistons podcast, but it's also an NBA podcast. The playoffs are going on. There's all kinds of things to talk about. I know you guys have to be watching the NBA playoffs too. So we have to talk about that at some point as well. So today in the third segment, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. But now that those two things are out the way, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. It sounds like that Utah Jazz will be heading towards possibly a rebuild possibly trading one of those guys, maybe even both of those guys this offseason. They're both going to have a mega trade market. Obviously, they're both tremendous players. And the question is, should the Detroit Pistons get involved in trading for either of these guys? Um, I, I, obviously, this has been talked about a lot in the Pistons community over the past like week or so since the Jazz got eliminated and since all the rumors have started speculating uh, about these two's relationship. So the, the rumors are going to be spinning all the way into the offseason. So first, we're going to talk about Rudy Gobert. Let me just say this. I think Rudy Gobert, if you had, if you told me, Koo, you have to pick one of these guys. The Pistons have to trade for one of these guys. It would be Rudy Gobert. And before we dive into his contract and what he, and all this other stuff, the simple reason that you should want Rudy Gobert over Donovan Mitchell is that Rudy Gobert will is a walking top five defense. Just, he just walks as a top, top five team defense. He's going to take your team. He's going to make your defense incredibly much, much better. Your, your, your defense is going to be incredible. He's one of the best defenders we've ever seen in the NBA. He's one of the best defenders ever, okay? So if you're going to trade for a guy like this, I'm taking – I'd rather have the most impactful guy. I think Rudy Gobert is the more impactful guy. You can question some of the offensive things, some of the offensive limitations, whether he can create, like, the inability to create his own shot. And, you know, there's been some speculation about whether can – he, can he actually punish the switch or is it really just the Jazz not trusting him to do it? It seems to be a little bit back and forth there. That's an unknown right there. So there are some offensive questions about Rudy Gobert in that sense. 
But impact-wise, he's going to impact your defense. You're instantly going to become a really good defensive team. And I can't. I don't know if I can say the same about Donovan Mitchell instantly making your team a great offensive team. I don't know if I can say that. So if I had to pick one of these guys, it would be Rudy Gobert to trade for. However, a reason why I think the Pistons should stay away from trading for Rudy Gobert, outside of what you know, how I brought up earlier in the in the in the, in the podcast, how I just am not in favor of the Pistons swinging this offseason. The reason for that is because I don't think the Pistons are in a position yet to be trying to compete like that. If you're make, when they decide to take this big swing. It needs to be going into the season when they're ready to compete. They're ready to be legitimate, like, Eastern Conference contenders, trying to make the second round, third round, like, trying to be a really great team. Heck, even just extending a first-round series kind of thing. If they want to do that, that's when they want to take their swing. This upcoming season, their goal is going to be to simply make the play-in. And I think it's going to be tough for them to do that with how deep the East is. So I, I don't know if it would be smart to take that swing now. I, they need to wait maybe a year or maybe two years before they take that kind of big swing. I do see a big swing coming, but that's reason number one I wouldn't go after Rudy Gobert. Reason number two, his contract. His contract's been talked about a lot. Let me just tell you guys what he's going to be making. Next season, the 2022-2023 season, you'll be making $38 million. The following year, $41 million. The next year, $43 million. And the year after that, he has a player option, which he will obviously be opting into, for nearly $47 million. His ages over these respective seasons, 30, 31, 32, 33. Now, like I said, Rudy Gobert is an incredibly impactful player. I'm a fan of Rudy Gobert. I think he's a nice player. He's a really great, not just a nice player, he's a great player. But paying him $47 million at the age of 33, ah, that's dicey. That's dicey. Do I do I believe he could he could possibly still be this impactful at that age? He could be. It's not like he relies entirely on some athleticism that's just going to drain him. I don't think that's the case. I think he could still be you know, incredibly impactful at that age, but that's definitely a risk you're taking. And overall, his contract is just massive. The Pistons just finally have gotten a clean cap sheet. Next season, they only have $85 million on the cap as of right now. 2023, 2024, they only have $47 million in cap right now. And then in that season, they're going to have to decide whether they want to pay Killian Hayes if he just, if he makes a jump, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart. Those kind of guys are going to have to get paid. And then the following season after that, they need to decide whether they're going to pay or not whether they're going to pay, but how much. Kay Cunningham's going to get, he's obviously going to get that max extension, I think, at that point. So all those things considered, along with the fact I don't think the position, the Pistons are in a position right now to take a swing at a guy like that, I would pass on Rudy Gobert. But again, if I had to pick one of these guys, I would pick Rudy, Rudy Gobert because, like I say, he's just a walking top five team defense. And also, he's a lot better around the rim. I think if he got matched up with guys like Kay Cunningham and Killian Hayes, I think you'd see him become much more impactful offensively. Even though I think he had a decent, he had a decent season this year offensively. He's not going to go out there. He's not uh, Joel Embiid or anything, but he's a really good pick and roll threat. He's a really good lob threat. He can finish around the rim. He dunks everything around the rim basically. He shot seventy one percent from the field this year. He doesn't take bad shots. He doesn't ask for touches. He finishes around the rim when you give him the ball. If not, he's going to set screens, dive, collapse the defense, and play really outstanding defense. So I, I would like to have Rudy Gobert on the team, but those reasons I listed before are reasons why. I would be out. However, I did fetch up a trade for you guys. That I, 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 you know, I don't know if this was, this would work at all. I don't know if the Jazz would like this at all. I don't know if even the Pistons would like this at all. But I just went to the trade machine. I dug something up. You guys gotta let me know what you guys think and shoot me some trade machines that you guys think could possibly work for Rudy Gobert. And then we'll get into Diamond Mitchell. But mine that I came up with Rudy Gobert was you sent Rudy Gobert in a 2025 first round pick to the Pistons because his contract is huge. But then you also send Utah. Kelly Olynyk, Jeremy Grant, 
and Isaiah Stewart. I'm, I'm assuming that the Jazz would probably want a lot more than that, or maybe a little bit more than that, because I think Jeremy would probably be a good fit with them with what they probably are trying to do moving forward. But that's the package I sent right there. They probably would want a pick out of the Pistons, but that's another thing. I don't want the Pistons giving up any first-round picks in like trades right now, like I said, at this offseason because they're not ready yet. So any trades they make, I really would want them to stay completely away from trading first-round picks in the future. In a few years, again, if they want to do that, they go ahead. But right now, I'm not doing that. So that's the best trade I could come up with. I don't think the Jazz would do that. But let me know what you guys think down below of that trade machine I just came up with. Rudy Gobert in a first-round pick in 2025 heading to the Pistons. Kelly Olenek, Jeremy Grant, and Isaiah Stewart heading to the Jazz. It does work cap-wise. Let me know what you guys think. When we come back, we'll talk about Donovan Mitchell. Should the Pistons take a swing at Donovan Mitchell? If they don't want Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell looks like he could be on the way out as well. Should they be interested in him after passing him up for Luke Kennard in the draft a few years ago? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, let me tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors, Price Picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. It's just so easy to use. You simply pick two to five players and over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Price Picks is safe and it offers fast withdrawals. Use their award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds and even steals. And Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. For example, during the football season, I always, and I mean always, Took the under on Jared Goff's passing yards, but then I take the over on Kay Cunningham's point score. So you can do cross sports between basketball, football, baseball, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, basketball, all those kind of things. And price picks, like I said, it doesn't just offer the NBA. Soccer, MMA too, college football, college basketball. You can do all kinds of stuff. And for a limited time, price picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free, and if a player in your first price picks entry scores a singular point, but you must use code NBA. Again, That this is an exclusive offer available to our Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first price fix entry scores a singular point. Price fix is daily fantasy made easy. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, Head to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. We're on the road to 3,000 subscribers. Continuing to show Lockdown that we are the best and fastest growing fan base at the Lockdown Networks. And again, make sure you guys go check out the Lockdown NBA Big Board, actually. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, player rankings, and, of course, the big board. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you guys are going and making that your guys' second listen of every single day. I'd really appreciate it. And then Lockdown Network would really appreciate it. So we talked about Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell now. I think Donovan Mitchell, I'm not going to lie, I think, I think, it, I, you know, I don't think this is going to be, you know, really controversial to say or if I'm off here. I think it's quite obvious that Donovan Mitchell is probably the guy that most Pistons fans would probably like because he's going to score a lot of points. He's the more attractive player. He's the more fun guy to watch. And a lot of guys gravitate to Donovan Mitchell more, obviously, for those reasons I just laid out. Even though I believe that Rudy Gobert probably is the better player. That's just me. Uh, I, I think Rudy Gobert impacts winning more than Donovan Mitchell would uh, at this point right now. But I get it. Donovan Mitchell is the more sexy player. He scores a lot more points. He's going to do it a lot in isolation. He's going to have a lot of cool dunks. 
and all those kind of things. So play, people are going to like Donovan Mitchell more. So if I was the Detroit Pistons, do I want them to go after Donovan Mitchell for the exact same reason I laid out with Rudy Gobert in the first segment? No, I would not want them to go after Donovan Mitchell. I don't want them to take a swing this offseason. But if I had to pick one of these guys, it would be Rudy Gobert for all the lists we laid out, all the reasons I listed out in the first segment. However, what does Donovan Mitchell bring to the table? Obviously, an excellent scorer. This dude scored nearly 26 points per game this past season on decent efficiency. He's not inefficient. He's hovering just around league average at 57.2 true shooting percentage. So he's around league average true shooting percentage on and, and efficiency. That's what true shooting percentage is, by the way. It's, it's a measure of efficiency uh, on nearly how many shots has he taken? 20 and a half shots a game. That's a lot of, for a guy shooting that much high volume shooter to be just around league average true shooting percentage, league average efficiency. You'll take that for guys that are shooting that much. So he's a really good offensive player, a really good offensive scorer. However, after that, I have a lot of questions about him. First of all, I, I question his playmaking, whether he's capable of making the right read and making the right decisions with the ball in his hands. I think, you know, a lot of people got to see that firsthand in the playoffs. Obviously, I don't think a lot of people are watching Utah throughout the entire season. But in the playoffs, there was multiple times where he would force a lot of shots. He takes a lot of bad shots, and he turns the ball over a lot, and he doesn't really make the best reads all the time, which is fine if you keep your turnovers low in that kind of role, but he's averaging three turnovers a game this past season to only 5.3 assists. Cause that's not even a two to one turn assist to turnover ratio. So that's not great. But again, I don't want to make this sound like I'm ragging on Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a tremendous scorer. He can go out there and get his own bucket. So, and the Pistons desperately need that. Obviously the Pistons need a guy that can go out and get their own bucket. So I get the interest for the Pistons and for Pistons fans, a guy can go get his own bucket and go score. I just think there's a lot of fit issues with Donovan Mitchell and I, I honestly question how how easy it is to build a, a contending team with Donovan Mitchell. In my opinion, if you're watching the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, the reason why the Utah Jazz fail every season and the reason why the Utah Jazz fall short of, of expectations every single season is because no one outside of Rudy Gobert plays defense. And that includes Donovan Mitchell. Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, you know how we talked about Mohamedou Diallo on the pocket, how bad his all-fall defense was, even though this past season against the Dallas Mavericks in this playoff series, I think their all-fall defense was horrific. Their rotations off-ball really were killing them the most of the time. Majority of the time, other seasons, though, I think the thing that popped up the most, and even against Dallas, is their point-of-attack defense. And Donovan Mitchell was at the very front of that. His point-of-attack defense was horrific. He, he, he doesn't play defense. He doesn't seem too interested in it. Maybe it's because he's taking so many shots offensively. Maybe it's because he's so tired offensively. Who knows? But his point of attack defense is is not good at all. Not to mention that overall he's just not that good defensively. So I really and I've said this on the podcast to you guys many, many, many times before. I really like this, 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 what the Pistons are going for, what Troy Weaver seems to be going for, what Dwayne Casey seems to be going for with a lineup of long guys who all want to play defense. They don't all have to be excellent defenders, but they all want to try defensively, they all work hard defensively and they're all long and physical and are capable of switching across the board. I really like that what the Pistons have going there. I like it if they try to stay there with that kind of build for their team and just, like, get better players at it moving forward. I, I That's just where I'm at with it. So I'm that's why that's the same reason why I'm kind of against Jalen Brunson those, and Con Sexton and all those other guys. Because I, I really like the, what the Pistons have going with, like, long guys at each position, tall guys, physical guys. And Donovan Mitchell doesn't fit that. So I think he – he doesn't fit my build, I guess. That's just my personal preference. He doesn't fit my build for how I want the Pistons to look like. 
But outside just my personal preference, Donovan Mitchell, are you going to take the ball out the hands of Kate Cunningham? And that's a serious question. Is Donovan Mitchell better than Kate Cunningham right now? I think most people would say yes. But do we think Kate Cunningham's going to be the face of the franchise? Yes. Is Kate Cunningham going to be the future of this franchise? Yes. Is Kate Cunningham going to be better than Donovan Mitchell in the future? I think everybody would say yes. I think everyone understands that. Kate Cunningham deserves to have the ball in his hands more. Kate Cunningham is just going – I think all of us would say Kate Cunningham is going to be the better player moving forward because of the all-around talent and everything he can do in, multi, in, in, in each, every skill set possible, defense, ball handling, passing, IQ, shoot, like everything. I think we would all agree that Kate's going to be better. So then the fit between him and Donovan Mitchell, I don't know, would work well. Because what we heard from Dwayne Casey at the end of the season and Troy Weaver at the end of the season – was that they want to build a team kind of like the Mavericks, and they said they want to put shooters around Cade and let him work. Well, Davin Mitchell, I don't think exactly would fit that. This past season, he had 806 possessions, which is by far his leading archetype or play type. His next closest is transition at 246. The next closest half-court uh, play type he has is spot up at 239. So we're talking about oh, close to 600 less possessions than his leading play type as a pick-and-roll ball handler. He has the ball in his hands an absurd amount of time, which is fine for a specific team. You're building around Donovan Mitchell. That's fine. If you want to build around him, that he was really good at it. He was excellent. He was an 88th percentile. He's really damn good at it. He's a really good scorer. So if you want to build a team around Donovan Mitchell, then go right ahead. That, that I'm not saying you sh- Donovan Mitchell shouldn't have the ball in his hands. However, I don't know if that fits with Kay Cunningham. It sounds like that the Pistons want to put just shoes around Kay Cunningham and space the floor for him and let him work. And if Donovan Mitchell was a great, you know, spot-up shooter and people thought, well, cool, when he comes to the Pistons, if, if they were to get Donovan Mitchell, he would just take a lesser role and they would split it up. Well, he's not necessarily a great catch-and-shoot person either. This past season for the Utah Jazz, he was in the 48th percentile as a catch-and-shooter, which they rank as average. And I think the Pistons probably would want more than just an average shooters around him. And it just doesn't make sense for Donovan Mitchell to give up what he's best at, which is having the ball in his hands in the pick and roll where he's absolutely excellent at, to go stand off ball for a team that's up and coming and not really ready to play yet, and a guy who's probably not better than him right now. So I don't think he would be interested in that. I don't think the Pistons would be too interested in that. So that's those are the reasons why I'm kind of out on Donovan Mitchell coming to the Pistons. But again, just like I said, with Rudy Gobert, I did put together a nice little trade machine. And oh, also, with Donovan Mitchell's contract, Donovan Mitchell's contract is actually pretty fine. I, I don't have an issue with this contract. Rudy Gobert's is, is a little bit more worrisome. But Donovan Mitchell, he's, he's going to pay 30 next year, 32, 34, and then 37 on a player option, which he'll pick up probably. Uh, and those at the ages, 26, 27, 28, 29. For a guy his caliber in the prime of his years, having him locked up, I, I think that's a good contract. I don't think that's a bad contract to have. Uh, I, his contract's not too worrisome to me. Um but th- all the other reasons I named is why I would be out on Donovan Mitchell. And also, again, I just want to make this clear. If the Pistons were in a position where they wanted to swing big, in my opinion, like I said, in like a year or two from now, then I'd probably pe- feel a little bit different about Donovan Mitchell. He's a star. He's a potential all-star. This guy in the East, um, he's a really damn good player. I'm not trying to say he's not a great player. And he, I, when I say potential all-star, I don't mean like he's never been an all-star before. He's a three-time all-star. I mean like a potential all-star in, if he came to the East. Um Either way, I would be okay with the Pistons wanting to swing for him in like two years from now when they're ready to actually compete and they thought that he would be the guy taking the next level. Then it would make more sense. But with all the fit concerns, with the timeline not matching, and me not wanting them to take a swing this this offseason, I don't think it would make sense 
to go after Donovan Mitchell if you had to pick between either Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. But again, like I said, I did come up with a trade machine. If the Pistons were to go after Donovan Mitchell this offseason, and this one, this one involves the Pistons giving up assets, obviously, for Donovan Mitchell. And like I said earlier with Rudy Gobert, I'm not in favor of the Pistons giving up any first-round picks this offseason or next offseason. They're not in the position yet. They're, again, we keep talking about that. I keep saying it over and over. But the Pistons are not in a position yet to start giving up first-round picks. They're still restoring. They're still accumulating talent. They still need cracks of the apple. They still need to get young talent in the lottery and in the, in, the, in the draft. So they can't be, just be throwing those around. They shouldn't be throwing those around. But if they were to trade it down for Mitchell, they absolutely would have to include one. So the package I got going right here, and let me, let me know what you guys think, and you guys can send me some trade machine ones if you guys have someone different, is down for Mitchell to the Pistons, and then the Pistons setting Kelly Olynyk. Jeremy Grant, Hamadou Diallo, a 2024 first-round pick, and their second-round pick this year from Brooklyn. That's the package I have for Donovan Mitchell. And if you want me to be honest, I don't think that's even enough for Donovan Mitchell. I think the, the Jazz would get something better for Donovan Mitchell if they went somewhere else. Now, again, I think Jeremy Grant, would, if they were moving Donovan Mitchell, I think it would be because they want to try to build more of a defensive team that has like more defenders around the perimeter, not just at center with Rudy Gobert. And I think Jeremy Grant, again, would fit with that. And you get a few picks with it as well. But, I, again, I think they could get probably better, something better than that for Donovan Mitchell. It's, it, he's going to command a large price in the open market if it would happen. But that's the package I have that I would be just I would be okay with the Pistons offering. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. Again, Donovan Mitchell to the Pistons, the Jazz get Kelly Olenek, Jamie Grant, Hamadou Diallo, the second-round pick this year, and the first-round pick in 2024. I'm doing all these trades, by the way, on fanspo.com. It takes some to account the cap manager. It's, it's a cap managing uh, trade machine. I like this one a lot better. This is the one I'd suggest for you guys to use. But again, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below about that trade and whether you would trade for either of these guys, Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell, or you could tweet at me at Kuka Hill. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. We had a lot of fun in this NBA playoffs so far. We have a lot of drama going on. What are my thoughts about what's going on in the NBA playoffs? Who do I think is the favorites right now? We'll talk about that a little bit when we come back from the ad break. But first, let me tell you a little bit about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continuous source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action today. If you head over to BetOnline.net, you will see that you have more sports than not than just basketball. You have baseball, boxing, football, golf, hockey, horse racing, martial arts, soccer, tennis, and all kinds of other things. If you head over to the NBA, though, you want to look at some of the NBA lines with the NBA playoff series. We got the Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns tonight where I'm recording this on May 2nd. Probably won't help you guys. So let's go ahead and go to May 3rd on Tuesday. By the time you guys will be able to listen to this, we got Milwaukee versus Boston. And they still have Milwaukee as underdogs at plus 167. I told you guys on the last podcast, I would have taken Milwaukee. I believe it was plus 157 over there. I would have been right. I'm taking them again at plus 167 at Boston on Tuesday. That's what I would suggest for you guys to do. But that's the kind of stuff you guys can do over at betonline.net. So make sure you guys are going over there to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about their trends in action today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. 
And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. We're on the road to 3,000 subscribers. Continuing to show Lockdown with the fastest and best-growing fan base at the Lockdown Network. And make sure you guys are leaving a five-star review down if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. Or if you listen to this on Spotify now, I was just notified that they have a little review system over there. So leave five stars over there, too. Again, I'd really appreciate it. Those are the best ways to support the podcast and everything that we do over here. But let's take some time out and talk about the NBA playoffs. Now, obviously, the Detroit Pistons are not in the NBA playoffs. Womp, womp. I know that's not like no shocking news to anybody. I don't know if anyone was under the delusion that the Pistons were somehow in the playoffs. Um, but I think the playoffs have been really cool thus far, man. I think they've had a lot of good matchups. The first round was tremendous. That series with the Bucks and Nets I thought was really fun. Typically because a lot of people thought the Nets were better than they were simply because they had two offensive guys and the Celtics ended up sweeping them. That was probably my favorite series of the first round, if you want me to be honest. You even had a really good round with the Suns and the Pelicans. The Pelicans really put up a fight for a second there. It looked like the Pelicans may be able to upset the Suns. But CP3 turns in a historic performance, shoots 100% from the field, 14 or 14, and goes crazy to send them home. That was a great series. Yet another great series between the Timberwolves and Grizzlies. I honestly thought at a moment, I thought the Timberwolves were going to win that series. But the Timberwolves are just very young and dumb and make a lot of mistakes. So they ended up not winning that series. But overall, what I'm saying is the first round, it's probably the most entertaining first round I've had. I, I've watched in a long time. There's a lot, there was a lot of good games in that first round, those first round series. But now that we're in the second round, there's just one thing I want I, I want to point out about the NBA playoffs and the, the NBA in general right now. I think it really works well, by the way, for the Pistons in the future. For like the past 10 years, I don't feel like there was a lot of parity in the NBA. Like it was LeBron in the East and then the Warriors, basically. And then when the Warriors got hurt, it was, you know, then it was open a little bit. And then when LeBron obviously was not there, Toronto was able to steal one. But that's because really the Warriors got hurt. So it, it, it really over the past decade, so it was either LeBron, 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 LeBron Warriors, 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 Warriors. And then you had like a, a little, like, I would say a, a gimmick one with the Raptors because not taking away anything from the Raptors, but I think everyone understands that if the Warriors didn't get hurt, Raptors are the one. Overall, my point is, I feel like right now in the NBA, and it looks like this moving forward, there's going to be a lot of parity in the NBA. Now, this could change if the Milwaukee Bucks just go on their way to destroy the rest of the competition and win again. Maybe Giannis is the, more, is the new LeBron in the East. But overall, I think there's a lot of parity in the NBA now compared to what it was in the past few years. And it gives hope and it gives reason to believe that any team, whether you're a Pistons fan, which obviously we all are, or if you're a fan of the other team, that you have a chance to build your team to, and have a chance to win a championship or at least contend for a championship. Over the last like six, seven, eight years, it really felt like that like it, there was no point of even trying because the Warriors were going to dominate you or LeBron was going to dominate you. Now it feels like it's really open. So I feel like that should give hope to a lot of Pistons fans that, you know, you don't have a bunch of stacked teams or one huge stacked team that you might as well not even try. I think the Pistons can find themselves a window, you know, in the few years when Kay Cunningham's really taking that next level and they build a team to where they could really have a, a legitimate window of being contenders and compete for a championship, which is really good. You couldn't say that over the last like four or five years with the Warriors and the way they were and LeBron and the way his teams were. I, I don't think you could have said that then, but now you can. But back to these playoffs right now, my favorite, I'm, I just want to go through my favorites to win the championship or get to the finals as of right now. My favorites would be the Warriors in the West. I think the Milwaukee Bucks in the East, man. Milwaukee is just, it, it. Giannis is like the best player in the NBA, bro. He's just simply the best player in the NBA. 
And this first game when he struggled, he still like dominated with the triple double. And I just think he's the best player in the NBA. And once Chris Middleton gets back, I don't see how you can stop them. They got big defenders everywhere. They're long, they're big, they're physical, and they have the best player in the world. I don't see how Milwaukee gets beat in the Eastern Conference, especially with James Harden just being a shell of himself for Philly and Joel Embiid being hurt. I, I think they get to the finals again. And then the Warriors, I think the question mark with the Warriors all season was simply about Klay Thompson. If Klay Thompson was going to get back to full health, and if he was going to resemble Klay Thompson or a shell of Klay Thompson. And I think we've seen over the last few games of the regular season and the playoffs thus far, he's Klay Thompson back. Klay Thompson is back. And now they got Jordan Poole. Draymond's back after being hurt. Uh, you know, um, he was dealing with injuries the last few years. He was dealing with the injury earlier this season. Obviously, Steph's back. Uh, back in the playoffs. So I think those two teams are on a collision course to meet in the finals. And if they met in the finals, I'm a big Steph Curry guy. I'd be going for Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry could win a championship this year. I'm actually rooting for the Warriors to win. But I think overall, this, these playoffs, man, they're, they're a ton of fun. There's there's so many teams to, that, that have a chance to win this year. There's no, like, clear-cut, just dominant favorites. you got the Grizzlies who realistically get to the finals. The Suns realistically get to the finals. Mavericks get to the finals. Bucks get to the finals. Celtics get to the finals. I don't think anyone, I think everyone kind of sees that the Sixers don't really have a chance right now, but the Heat could get to the finals. Like, it's so open right now. I think that's the best part. That, that's when the NBA is at its best, when it's just a lot of parody, and you don't know who's going to win every single year. When there's more parody and you're you're watching and you don't know the outcome, it, it, it's a lot more fun to watch. And again, like I said, I think this shows that the Pistons have a window in the next few years, as long as no, like, Golden State Warriors kind of stupid team forms up. They have a chance. They should have a window to be able to compete, just like all these other teams will be competing, to put together a towel-contending team and compete in the East. And to be honest, this is where I leave it off at. With how much talent is in the NBA, I think, honestly, they might do an expansion soon. I think there's a lot of talent in the NBA. They need they need to expand to 32 teams. That's just my opinion. But let me know what you guys think about the NBA playoffs so far. What's been your guys' favorite series? Who's been your guys' favorite player to watch so far? Again, my favorite series thus far I think I would have to pick the – I think my favorite series would have had to have been either the Timberwolves, Grizzlies one, or the Brooklyn Nets Celtics series. Let me know what you guys' favorite playoff series has been thus far and who you guys are rooting to win the championship this year, who you guys think is going to win the championship this year in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. But that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. Best way to support the podcast. You guys get all that jazz. Make sure you guys are going and checking out Locked On NBA from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last position of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with inside analysis affecting all 30 teams. Again, that's all I've got for you guys today. Let me know what you guys think about everything we talked about on the podcast today in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Gill. Until the next podcast, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody, and stay safe.